This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they would love to work with you. Give them a call, plus 44-1273-733-433. Or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Or you can speak to Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now, today I'm joined by Katie Whitaker, Planning and Insight Director at Red Sea Marketing. Katie, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Andy. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, you're up in sunny... Remind us where you are again. You're up north, aren't you? Yeah, well, the the office is based in Manchester, just at Salford Quays, near Media City. And is it pouring with rain there, like it is down here? Yes, it is. It's horrendous. It has been doing the same thing for the last three days, I think. So, <laughs> yes, we need our wellies on at the moment. Yeah, we do. I think it's going to be a great Christmas. Yes, definitely. <laughs> now, before we uh, get into the meat and potatoes, um, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about Red Sea, and a little bit about yeah. this white paper that you've written. So, yeah, I'm planning the Insight Director at Red Sea. We're an online and offline marketing agency based in Manchester. Um, and my role as planning as an Insight Director, um, I work with all the account teams on new briefs or new projects where there's an element of um, investigation, really, or strategic recommendations. So that might be looking at maybe a brand's previous campaigns or understanding a target market in a bit more depth or maybe making recommendations for future marketing plans, really. Um, but the reason I'm here today is to talk to you about um, the white paper that we've recently produced called The Secret Life of Search, mm. um, which studies how consumers are using the Google search engine results page. Um, and we used a combination of eye tracking and face-to-face interviews in order to, to do that. So we did it over two minutes two-month period, we interviewed um, more than 60 consumers um, across a range of life stages, um, and we eye-tracked them completing over, well, it was about 400 search tasks in the end. So we gave them tasks to do, like looking for a luxury hotel in London, or getting a good deal on your power insurance, or maybe buying a check shirt, um, and we've covered eight sectors in total. So as you can imagine, we've now got a lot of eye-tracking video and interview data that yeah, shows yeah. us how, con- how consumers are using the search engine results page um, in their purchase journey. So, yeah, that's how we created the Secret Life of Search white paper. This must be like gold dust. I mean, I can't imagine there's... Well, I might be wrong. Is, is, this, is this quite rare to, to do this sort of like... It's almost like doing a usability test yeah, on a well, product, isn't it? it? That is actually the reason why we did it, because we, we were looking for some information beyond analytics data, really, to help us understand how consumer search behaviour was being impacted by all the things that were changing on search engines. And we, we couldn't really find anything. So we, we have eye tracking software at the agency and we do a lot of eye tracking projects for our clients. So yeah. we thought we'd take on that task ourselves and, um, and, and do a study ourselves really to try and plug that gap. That's fantastic. Now I want to focus in on, I don't know, three or four areas. And I know that one of the areas that you 
found some interesting results on was was to do with brand trust, wasn't it? And I think that's quite pertinent at the moment because in the news recently, there's been quite a few brands that have sort of <laughs> breached <laughs> their trust. But what were your findings on brand trust? Yeah, um, we, we found, found this out quite early on in the study, really. It became quite evident um, that most consumers um, across quite a wide range of search tasks um, chose a familiar brand for their first click on Google. So when, when they came to do the task, they already had a brand in mind when they were performing the search. And we just thought that actually it became so clear that getting clicks isn't isn't just about bought and earned rankings. It's about building brand trust outside of, of Google, really, and um, across your whole marketing um, strategy. To make sure you're in the consideration set in the in the first place, really, when people come to the search engine results page, I think we all tend to focus on where we are. Is it position one to ten or position zero? Yeah. But I think our study found that actually, brand familiarity and having trust with a brand plays a huge role in in actual winning clicks on 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 the results page. That's interesting, actually, because I know that when I search for things, I mean, I've been doing quite a lot of searching, sort of leading up to Christmas, thinking about what to get people. That's right. I, I usually have a specific product in mind, actually, when I'm searching. And it's usually the search results that sometimes they alert me to, to other products. But yeah, that's interesting because that's consistent with what I find. Yeah. And we, you know, we even found that the brand familiarity can be more persuasive than how highly it ranked, really, because we, we saw some respondents willing to scroll down to like position eight or nine yeah. to find the brand they wanted. Like we had a lady who wanted ASOS for a party dress and she went, you know, right down to position eight or nine to find ASOS in those results. We did find with age, it did differ a little bit. We did find, we, we interviewed pre-family, um, family and post-family people in the study and we did find that those in the post-family um, sector they were less likely to choose a familiar brand. So I think overall we had eighty-two. We had eight, I think overall, we, yeah, we had eighty-two percent of people who clicked on a familiar brand. And then when we looked at post family, that was down to sixty-seven percent. So more of the post family respondents were clicking on an unfamiliar brand. I felt maybe because they weren't maybe as, as, as competent to searching or maybe doing it as frequently as the younger ones were. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, they certainly knew what they were doing, um, but I just felt maybe they weren't doing it as much as maybe the younger audiences were. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. So the younger, the younger people were more brand-focused, is that what you're saying? Well, I think, like I said, the average was 82 across the whole survey, 82% pick chose a brand that they were familiar with. Yeah. Um, it was 91% for pre-family, 84% for family, and 67% for post-family. Um, so I think maybe the post-family sector, they didn't have a brand in mind as much for the search queries that they were taking out. Um, or maybe they were more influenced by what was going on in the page, which made them choose a more unfamiliar brand, I think. Yeah. We did ask them after they'd chosen someone for each search task, we did ask them in the post-interview questions about the reasons why they made those those decisions and um, so kind of the motivation for making that click. And, and we found that for all those people that were clicking on a familiar brand, nearly 50% of them said they clicked on them because they were a customer of them or they were a past customer of them. Ah. Yeah, so, and, and 20% said it was because they were a trusted brand, so they just knew of them because they were a trusted brand. So the actual number that were being influenced by PPP, 
sorry, PPC, but, um, and, you know, results on the page was only quite small. It was only 5%, but we are talking about people who clicked on a familiar brand here. Mm. Um, when we looked at the smaller pot of consumers who had chosen a brand that wasn't familiar to them, we did see how persuasive PPC and SEO results can be in that smaller section. Well, yeah, because I, I know that, well, you know, from the kind of the website owner or the business owner side of things, there's often kind of a sort of a trepidation, isn't there? Because you think, oh, no, we're not... The big boys, you know, when people search for our widgets, you know, the big boys are just going to, yeah, they're, they're going to be at the top. Of the, and you've got, I mean, I think you you called it, is it marketability or open minded searches? What were your findings there? Yeah, so, and um, we did. So what I've talked about really is what we called safe searchers, really. So they came to the um the, the search engine results page, said they were looking for um said they were looking for a party dress, and they knew I'm going to go to ASOS for that. But we also found um, a, a smaller section of, of people, but still a, a significant minority, um, who who in the study, they ended up choosing a brand that they didn't have any previous knowledge of. It makes it a bit more of a level playing field, really, for, for other brands. They've got a bit more chance in these kind of more open-minded searches. Because yeah. here, people were coming to the the results page and they didn't have a brand in mind so they they were you know getting they were clicking because of what was in the in the result content or what was in the ad content or what position that result was on the page um so it was a little bit different so i think we found that we found that there was this there was 16 percent of the searchers who were these more open-minded searchers yeah um so here these are the people where ppc and seo is key in winning attention and first clicks when this type of search is being made because in these searches where they clicked on an unfamiliar brand, we found that 42% of them said it was what appeared in the organic result. And we had a third of them saying it was what appeared in what was an ad. And 25% put it down to the actual position on the page. They might have said something like, oh, I always pick the second one or I always pick the first one. Mm. So you can you can see here that investing in PPC and SEO is where you'll be winning attention and first clicks when this type of search is being made. Um, and we, def- we definitely saw people, you know, we heard, heard a lady say, she actually said, you know, I think she was looking for a restaurant in Manchester. And she said, if I go out in Manchester, I always go for something quirky. The word quirky was mentioned in the results. You could see how much the impact, how much the the ad copy had really had really made to her there. Yeah. Um, so we, ha- we we had a couple of examples of that as well. I can remember one we, we were doing one for. Um, it was a, a teeth whitening search, um, and despite the result being presented on a, a search engine results page pack with lots of different options, um, the fourth organic result caught that search's attention because it said the actual location in the in the organic results and that got attention and they were looking for um a, a local place to do it and it, they they saw the local the local place in the result and, and chose it because of that. So you you could see in these types of searches, the more open minded searches, how much PPC and SEO content was making was making an impact really. We also saw that the actual first click decisions took longer to take when an unfamiliar brand was being chosen as well. Yeah. We looked at the time to first click for these types of searches 
um, and it was it was double the time compared with when it was a, a familiar brand, which I, I think makes sense really because when you're choosing a, a familiar trusted brand, you quickly find it in the results where when it's unfamiliar, you might take a bit more time considering the different results to go for. So it, it was an average of 20 seconds on desktop and 22 seconds on mobile when it was an unfamiliar brand. But when it was a familiar brand, it was half that time. So, you know, these results were getting chosen in in, in 10 seconds, really, which is, is nothing, really, when you you think of all the time you spent getting, <laughs> getting onto that page. Yeah, it's like a sort of slight hesitancy, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's just taking a bit more time to, to understand what's on the page and then making a, a decision there. So yeah. you, we, we, we definitely see a different type of search behaviour in these types of open-minded searches. So they're taking more time, more attention's being paid to the results when the searcher doesn't have that brand in mind. Mm. Um and I think throughout the research, really, when searchers were confronted with a search term that maybe they lacked a trusted brand for it, or they, they weren't just sure what they wanted, they demonstrated a much more open-minded approach to the task. Um, and, and they took longer to make that choice. So you can see there that the content of organic results and PPC ad copy became much more influential. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause it's uh, so. In summary, basically, if you're if you're not one of the big boys, uh, do not fear because there's 16 percent of the population that will be searching for less branded stuff. And if you get your PPC and SEO wiggle on, then you've got a reasonable chance of uh, getting some attention. Definitely. The, the other thing we found with uh, with, with these ones, uh, it was um, the, um, shopping images were referenced a bit more in these types of searches as well, and the respondents were choosing shopping results or image tabs. So they, they were looking for visual search results in there as well because they needed a bit more help with the search, really. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, I mean, that shopping tab has been there for ages now, hasn't it? What sort of information came up around there? We, we did look at Google Shopping within, within the study, Um and we, when Google Shopping um, appeared for some of the results, so it was it was for the more e-commerce results, as you can, as you can imagine. So when it was an e-commerce um, search and Google Shopping came up, we did find um, that Google Shopping worked well in these instances because we found instances where it might influence. Although it didn't get a click in the search, it might influence paid and organic clicks on the page. So. What I'm talking about here is, so say you search for, um, say, so, so one of the searches was men's tech shirt. We found instances where, say, next was in the Google shopping result. The person didn't click on the Google shopping result, but they actually clicked on next in, in the organic results. So that they were influencing um, clicks on organic clicks, even if they didn't win the click on, on Google Shopping. So it was a more impression-assisted click, really. Yeah. We also found with Google Shopping, it was helping searchers to decide on the type or the style of product that they might have been looking for. So if they weren't sure what they wanted, um, they were looking at the images in Google Shopping to try and help them find the type or the style of product. So it's quite inspirational as well. Um, and we also found with Google Shopping that it led to clicks on what we described as the unfamiliar brand. So they might not have considered that brand in the past, but they saw a nice looking men's tech shirt in the results and that, that made them actually click on the brand. So I, I think we found that Google Shopping and actually the Google Shopping tab was quite impactful, really, and, and definitely 
draw clicks on a on an organic or a PPC result further down the page. When Google Shopping appeared, we found that a lot of people at least glanced on them. So from all the e-commerce searches, 80% of the people actually looked at them. So they were definitely getting attention. Um, and on mobile devices where Google Shopping appears much more prominently, because obviously it's, it's the first thing you see on a mobile, mm. 100% of the respondents viewed them, which I think you would expect. It was it was 74% on desktop, which, again, you would probably expect because they, they appear on the right-hand side rather round at the top. But yeah. you can see how influential Google Shopping is on a mobile. You know, all the respondents looked at them when they appeared. Um, and, you know, we heard people saying things like, I like to use the carousel because it's a preview of what's available on the website. Yeah. So, you know, they're using Google Shopping to get an idea of, of what's available, really. That's interesting. Yeah, it was, yeah. We did find as well that although interest was being paid, paid to the Google Shopping results when they did appear, um, especially when people were a bit less confident about the type or the, the style of product that they wanted. So... Um, quarter TV unit. Looking for a quarter TV unit was one of one of the um, searches that came up with Google Shopping results, and and we saw quite a bit of attention paid to the Google Shopping results there. And I think it was because people were not sure what they wanted. So here they were looking at the images to get a bit more of, of an idea. Um, but we did find it varied a little bit depending on the product. So, for example, when it was black. Black Jeans Men was one of the searches, um, and 100% of the respondents paid attention to um, the Google Shopping images in that, in that instance for that product, and we just thought we might have something to do with a men's tendency to try and choose a quicker shopping path. Oh, definitely. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it as quickly as possible. I'll just choose something from yes, these images. Very targeted. Um, yeah, just like, do it quickly. I'll just choose one of those. Whereas when we did a search for king size duvet covers, there was only 63% on the attention on the Google Shopping images. And we found, we actually, when we asked people about that in the, in the interviews afterwards, um, people said, well, actually, for something like bedding, quality is much more important to me. So I wouldn't rely on those images alone. So they didn't pay as much as much attention to them. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was interesting how much attention was being paid to the Google Shopping ads. But also, um, what we found interesting was how much attention was paid to the actual Google Shopping tab as well. Mm. So it wasn't just the images; people were actually clicking on the tab at the top. Yeah. So they were using the tab to see lots of images in one place all together. It was almost being used as a, a discovery tool, really, um, to spot products that they, they might like from unfamiliar brands. And they, they found it really helpful when they were less confident about the type or the, the style of products that they used it. So they were kind of using it to find the type of product that they might want, mm. and then they might go off and choose it somewhere else, or they might click on it from the Google Shopping tab. We looked at... Um, the number of where clicks happened in terms of were they on organic or were they on PPC. And we found that in the e-commerce searches when Google Shopping was appearing, 7% of the respondents clicked on the shopping tab at the top and that for their first click, which we thought was quite a lot. And when you added that on to PPC ads and also Google Shopping ads as well, 
it meant the click share for PPC and e-commerce searches was 42% when you added in shopping, the shopping tab as well. So yeah. in e-commerce searches, PPC results were getting 42% of the of the first clicks, which you know felt like a it's quite a, a big percentage compared with the other sectors that we looked at. So we tended to find it was mainly about a third of the clicks were going on to paid results and two thirds were going on organic results. But in, in e-commerce, when there was Google Shopping and the Google Shopping tab, there was 42% going to paid. So it really bumped up the number of clicks that were going on to a paid result which is good for those people investing in, in Google Shopping, definitely. <laughs> what is fascinating, I think the, the thing that's stuck in my mind is the way that people use images and Google Shopping as a sort of a, I don't know, a sort of thinking dis- a sort of machine, a sort of a, a way of getting inspiration and just seeing what's out there. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and we definitely found um, in the results that imagery was being used to it um, inspire um, what you could maybe say was more visual searches. So I think we found that not everybody wanted to look through the copy-paste results on Google. And we could see that some searchers took a more um, a more visual approach to their searching, really. We had out of the study, I think one in seven chose a Google tab when they were answering their search query. So that might be the shopping tab or the images tab yeah. as their first stage in the process. So they were using it to, at the start of their buying journey, I would say, to, to really inspire them. Um, and it just made us realize how important that imagery is in your online marketing strategy, really. Yes, definitely. I mean, you, you can buy your presents, obviously, through Google Shopping, but I think the research suggested that you can earn the visibility too because some people were going to the images tab to to get some inspiration from them so optimizing your website images to rank on google images highly i think is an is an important thing that we we learned from the study which i don't think we'd thought about as much prior to doing the study because people were definitely using the the shopping tab and the, the images tab to inspire them before continuing the journey you know, on the on the main search engine results page, and in fact, some people were, were using the tabs to to find new brands to buy from. Yeah, and we we actually had one lady saying, "I like to find new websites in this way by going going to the Google Images tab. Mm. You can have other things that people might not have." Um, I've never heard of that brand before, the one she chose, but I like the image of the dress, and that you know that was getting people to pick on a brand that that they might not have chosen before. Yeah. So I think I think that's good for the the lesser known brands and um, ones where text based results might be difficult. They can get a bit of an edge by making sure that their brand is present on Google Shopping and making sure that their product imagery is well optimized. Um, so that they're capturing those searchers who who want a bit more inspiration. Well, Katie, you are giving us an absolute Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Well, there probably is a Trevor listening, but even treasure trove of uh, information there. <laughs> Particularly fascinating about good. the images. I, I love the this this whole notion of getting your images good. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you, uh, more about uh, Red Sea, and how can they get hold of this white paper? 
Okay, yeah. Um, you can visit our website, which is redcmarketing.com, and it's the letter C, not the word C. Um, and on that website, you'll be able to download the white paper directly from there. You can find out more about our eye tracking service and also the digital marketing services that we can provide. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Katie, thank you very, very much indeed. And thank you to our listeners. The show notes are in the usual place, or will be in the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review so that we know how we're doing and we can continue to bring this this show to more and more people uh, if you've got questions or suggestions the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk you can tweet at sitevisibility we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn well, that's all from me Andy and it's all from Katie okay bye bye thanks Katie and we'll see you next time on internet marketing bye